0: Hello, and welcome to No Rest of the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and with me in the Rabbit Hole studio today, he is the director of the uh, Netflix feature See You Yesterday, Mr. Stefan Bristol. Welcome, Woo! Stefan.
1: How are you doing, sir? Thank hey, you for having me. Man.
0: Thanks for coming, man. You've been on the junket. <laughs> you, you, you've been uh you have been uh, all over. i saw you you indie wire and a few other uh different uh, places that have had you on and i appreciate you coming down here and, and spending a half an hour with me because uh god knows you're probably exhausted talking about this movie <laughs> um but this will this i guarantee will be the best interview that you've had okay um, let's go <laughs> <laughs> all right so um I uh, want to talk about the the film and how everything came about. But first, I want to talk about you. We interviewed mm. you briefly we, at uh, Bushwick Film Festival as the first time we met you. Oh, wow. uh, you talked to Alaria Malvitzi on on the red carpet of Bushwick. Um, yeah. But now we got yeah. a lot more time. We got more than like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Talk, tell me about you like how did you come how did you get into filmmaking and, and what is your origin story so to speak
1: I've always been into filmmaking man when I was a when I was a kid you know growing up Coney Island before I moved out to Long Island uh, just watching you know TV shows my favorite movie, like Jurassic Park and them but when I was 18 and I wanted to do something for my life I saw do the right thing for the first time and I told my mom I want to be a filmmaker because that movie was just, like, everything to me. And she was not having it. Um, <laughs> she, You know, she's a Caribbean woman, and I love her. And she's my biggest fan now. Yeah, I imagine um, she is. Right, and and she wasn't having it. So I just had to try to figure out what else I wanted to do in my life. But when I went to Morehouse College, I woke up one day, and I said, I'm going to pursue what I really wanted, and that's filmmaking.
0: What was it about Do the Right Thing that kind of, you know, Because, I mean, there's a lot of movies that could, you know, people, Star Wars. Yeah. But what was it specifically about that film that kind of, like, lit your pilot light, so to speak?
1: It was mostly about Brooklyn and what what it meant for me as a kid. Like, everything I saw Do the Right Thing was just me as a kid
0: you saw your life up there
1: yeah i saw my life up there like yeah. this is why i grew up in in brooklyn and it was this is crazy and i
0: i love do the right thing it was not necessarily my life i didn't you know right uh but it's it's a great great movie and oh, it's you classic.
1: know uh, from from first frame to last
0: it was just like uh we could actually you. probably do a whole show on do the right <laughs> thing. Um, and you work so um this movie see you yesterday yeah great title by the way uh, love the oh, thank title you. Uh, and uh, so you, you worked uh, Spike Lee was a producer on this speaking of, of do the right thing yeah how did this come about like first of all uh, tell us about the movie like for those of you have, who haven't oh. seen it yet or you know like give me the the Hollywood like log line oh, for the picture
1: oh easy it's about uh, two scientific uh, teenage prodigies from Brooklyn New York uh, who build time machines to go back in time and to save one of their brothers from being wrongfully killed by a police officer?
0: We're gonna get into challenges because mm. the the movie itself. So I've seen the movie. I really liked it, and I love the kids in it. Uh, yeah. tell, who are the stars of it? Tell, tell me the, the Eden,
1: uh, Duncan Smith, and Dante I uh, The great not Eden. 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 <laughs> uh,
0: great kids. The, you I think uh, cast perfectly. Thank you. man. And I also think it, it, one of the things I really liked about it is something you don't see in films yeah you don't you don't often see young people of color who are into science unless yeah. it's like a superhero movie or something yeah yeah but like this i just thought it was great so that's what the movie is about but like how did it how did it come like how is it what inspired it and like right. how did how did you kind of get it from the page to screen so to speak
1: i was a thesis student um at nyu graduate film school and I wanted to go back to my roots of why I became a filmmaker, and that was that's the action-adventure genre. And I just wanted to do something with black people in that genre. And I was working on a time travel movie about, you know, a kid trying to save his best friend through a drunk driving accident. And I, when I was writing that, I was during the summer of 2014 where Eric Garner and, and Mike Brown got murdered, and that bled into my script. Uh, and a professor saw that in the script, and she was like, listen, uh, that part in the script is one small part of, uh, about police brutality, is either you leave it in or take it out, and I decided to leave it in because I knew, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, you know, wrongful cop killings is going to continue.
0: Yeah, that was five years ago, and the movie's uh, sadly topical today. Um, unfortunately, yeah. So, unfortunately. and to me, it presents some interesting challenges, right? Because you've got a time travel movie, which tonally is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Like, these kids, you know, they're great kids, and it's a pretty upbeat movie. It's also, I like the color palette of it a lot because it's bright. And it's like summer in the city, yeah. and it's so frickin' Brooklyn. Like it's just like, cause I, you know, I live here, and I'm like, man, this this movie is the most Brooklyn movie I've seen in a long time. <laughs> uh, and the kids seem like, you know, they're real. Like they seem like real kids. Yeah. I mean, they're super geniuses who, you know, make time machine backpacks. There's a science fiction element to it, but they seem like real kids. And yeah. first of all, so in, from the script stage. You know, you're going to do this thing where you have time travel, which is challenging. Yeah. And then you're going to deal with this difficult subject matter. Yes. So, like, how do you combine the two of those things and have a cohesive movie? Because I think a mm-hmm. lot of people would probably give you notes on yeah. tone and be like, hey, man, you can't have Back to the Future mixed mm-hmm. with, you know, cop killing. Like, it's, um, you know, and the, you know, the murder. Like it's, it feels mm-hmm. like it's polar opposite, but somehow right. in the movie it blends. How were right. you able to kind of attack that on a story level? Easily. oh say, okay, it's not easy. <laughs> it's a lot of trial and
1: error. That's all it is. It's like you work with, you work with the first draft and you go from there. And, and I guess because I have a lot of training in directing actors and how to write a screenplay, I was, I was able to know how to craft a scene and, and know how to use humor. Um, humor is not is not comedy, but humor is there to keep the lightheartedness going during a tragedy, um, and
0: because it's, that's it's, like life too. It is life. Yeah, like, it's real, real life. And People it, laugh at funerals. You know, people people do. there's That's true. There's, there's You know, there's a yeah. mixture of that. Even in the darkest times, people still make jokes and still people, yeah. you know, it's it's not uncommon. You don't see it a lot in movies. No. But the reason I think you don't see it in a lot of movies is some executive giving you story notes and saying you can't have a funeral and, and humor and time travel. Well, here's, you know? here's the thing.
1: When I first started out making this film, I, I did not imagine it would go to Netflix. Really? No, this, this was not a Netflix movie. It was more... It was not even a studio movie. It was a totally an independent film that I was gonna do. I did it. I did the short film independently. Um, and, you know, it was. It was. I was struggling to get the money. My mother, she helped uh, with some cash. She refinanced her home. Oh my God! To give me some cash for the for the for the short. Uh, Spike gave me a production grant through NYU, and and what and and I was not, when Spike picked up the. Um, the feature first and they say hey stuff want to be, want me to be a producer i said sure no problem i was expecting to like um uh, use his name to just you know get uh financing from investors but he decided "Say, and this is a studio movie and i was like what <laughs> i was like hey if you can go to people and do that sure it's like it wasn't ever a question like why do you miss these genres This is so weird tone i was like nah if, if black people we're going to be in sci-fi. We're going we're gonna to talk about our pain.
0: And, you know, the, the other thing, too, is like in a, in a friend of mine. Um, well, in my opinions, excuse me. Yeah, hey, this is all your opinion. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, uh, that, that comes with the territory. But what, what I think is unique as well is uh, you see it in the film, and you don't see this in a lot of films. Uh, a friend of mine pointed this out about the movie Black Panther. Mm-hmm. He was saying it was something. Great movie. He was saying that, like, in that film, you see black people being the answer to their own problems which you don't often see in film you always see like an outsider coming in to to you know kind of save them or you know and it's you know that had a time in its place but i think now we're getting into the more heroic stories and you know this is like the thing i liked about this movie and i would watch your movie over a black panther because nobody arrives in a super suit to save these people you know what i mean Mm. like uh, this the particularly the main character, the girl. She's saving herself, and she's trying to save her brother. Yeah. and you know, yeah. y- and you don't see that that often, which is great. Wow. Talk to me about because you know, story wise, uh, but. T- you know, story-wise, there are challenges like time, time travel, which creates its own paradox, <laughs> and then, you know, you're trying to make like a Back to Future or Terminator, and Man. there's always those types of problems. Right, right. But talk to me about the actual, like, getting this movie off the ground. You talked a little bit about the financing, but, sure. you know, for instance, like, the production schedule. How many days did you have to film this thing? A production schedule easily is 25 days. Okay. And for
1: a filmmaker just coming from from school, that was, that's a blessing. You know, people said that, that's that's short or limited, and I was like, man, I was expecting two weeks. <laughs> yeah, 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 you see was, that a lot of times, too. right? And but I was, um, but I had I had a training, I had a, a feature film training before this. I was I was spikes, I was one of spikes um, assistants on Black Klansman. Very cool. So I was able to see how uh, pre production work and how uh, how production work. I didn't see how post production post-production work because I was um, busy trying to make this movie sure um, so it was like four days not four days sorry four weeks of soft prep that means you're hiring crew you're hiring the, the, the department heads like production designer sound um, the sound um, mixer um, or you're
0: the below editor. the line people yeah Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. All, all the departments so the costume designer um, you, you, you're interviewing people you're hiring them and then it's the hard hard
0: six week out um, you have six weeks of prep, and every day is like, you got to be on it. You know, I have people come on the show, and they're like, we did a feature in 12 days. We did a feature in mm-hmm. 15 days. You know, 25 days for Impressive. a Hollywood you know, a Hollywood film is like, oh, my God, that's really short. But for, for us indie folk, that's like, it's like what? I got an extra 10 days to make yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah. No problem, man. No problem. Yeah, uh, and I, I
1: say this because, like, the reason why we have, you know, in Hollywood to have that is because of union rules. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. And for independent films, there's no union. Um, right. So you can. And it's low budget. So the, it's, it, it depends on the script and what the script calls for. If it's just, you know, just it's about just two people talking in a room. You don't need twenty five days to shoot that. Right. You know, but for my for my film, it's an action film that deals with time travel and whatnot. Um, I I need that twenty five days.
0: Yeah, you worked with all the fun stuff. So you got kids <laughs> in the movie, you got young people, uh, you've got special effects that you're dealing with. And then, you know, you've got a subject matter that's touchy. Yeah. I was I was saying to you before we rolled, I was like, Did you wanna just like get all of the, the challenges out in one go? Like first movie, that's it, man. I'm just gonna take on the mountain of challenges. <laughs> <laughs> and do it all at once. I um, was,
1: I'm conf- I was confident to pull it off because, uh, I, I, you know, I have the training. Um, I've seen how Spike did it on, on for Black Klansman.
0: Um, I mean, if you're gonna watch somebody, he's a pretty pretty good, you know. And he teaches as well. So he te- yeah, he teaches at know.
1: NYU. He's a tenure. He's a tenure now. And I was like, when I was watching, he's smooth like butter. You can't even, you know, he doesn't break a sweat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he, in every every day he knows exactly where to put the camera. He knows exactly how to talk to the actors or how to deal with them.
0: Well, he's been doing this for like 30-something years. so That's, yes. You know, you, you, know, you're, yes. You're, you, know you can't expect to be Spike Lee your first day. <laughs> life, just, you know. I
1: tried, too. Silly me. Silly me. I, I'm an <laughs> idiot for trying to be like Spike. And, yeah. and I oh, learned I, quickly, okay? I learned quick, I was like, I gotta find my own rhythm.
0: <laughs> exactly you know, and that's it's good to have that, I think. It's good to have that sort of like well for instance, he was on the picture with you, right? Now he's he's listed as a producer, yeah. but I don't know if he was more of an exec producer or if he's there day to day. Um how involved was he with the picture and how much were was he how much was he able to like sort of mentor you while you're making the movie? Or was it just like, hey kid, you got it, go. <laughs> go make your movie it's kind a of thing
1: it's a mix I'll be honest with you he was he read every draft um and he there he was there to to uh have me meet with the executives and 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 he was there to make sure that we we're working on the script um uh, but he let me do what I feel that is best for the movie he was like hey this is your movie do your thing and and he was shooting she's gotta have it season 2 at that time She so was never on set I see he was set on for one day that was the first day um but other than that, even when he raps, she's got to have it. He was still not come to set. He just allowed me to do what I
0: want to do. I mean, I think that's great because um, especially as a young filmmaker, it's great to have. He trusted uh, me. Like, yeah, yeah, it's great to have that trust and empowerment, but it's also great to have somebody who's like kind of got your back when it comes to the executives and sort of, yeah. you know, helping you. Along creatively without you know kind of letting the system stifle you or you know letting the yeah. business of filmmaking getting in the way of filmmaking like it often yeah. does in Hollywood. Well, um, I still had to deal with that. Yeah, tell me like if you, like lessons I, I would imagine because you mm. you'd made shorts before this but this is your yeah. first feature. Yeah. Um, and going through the whole process. I mean, so first like just getting the movie made, and then um, going to you know the process with Netflix and getting it released. What were the kind of things that you learned along the way? Because this is your first time through this process, right? Yeah. So I imagine it's a huge yeah. learning experience for you.
1: It, it's fast, too. Um, yeah,
0: you got you got to like hit the ground running. <laughs> you know? Like
1: I said, like I didn't imagine, I didn't imagine that I was gonna be just a, a studio film. I was like, okay, we gonna make a ricky dinky film, just to show who I am, and hopefully a lot of people see it, and then I'll figure out my next move. Uh, because I have something very strong to say, I have something specific to say. And I just needed to get this movie out.
0: Sometimes I think um, it, it's a matter—it's a matter of timing. Yeah. You know, and you had because sci-fi is really big right now, and <laughs> and and the subject matter is very topical. Yeah. So you were able to kind of hit two buttons of you know both genre and um, social significance at the same time, yeah. which not a lot of movies can do. It's this is really sort of a magic bullet of a movie in that way.
1: I was just, I was just when there's a will there's a way I just I know that this was the film for me and I had a mission and and I I believed in myself I had faith faith-based I'm a a faith-based person and and I just wanted to do what I want to do
0: I feel like I've said this I've probably said this on the show before but like being a filmmaker is almost like uh, being a clergyman or something like (laughs) you you have to have this like unshakable belief in yourself and your abilities (laughs) and like am I am I is, this, is what I'm believing in real, mm. you know, um, and most people don't know until it, it happens to them?
1: Speaking yeah. on that, one, this, I made a lot of sacrifices to get this film off the ground. I have cried. I have, you know, the, you know there were sometimes I, I had to get off Twitter. Because like you know, I was cussing people out when I was supposed to not be cursing people out on Twitter. Uh, because I took I took it I take it personally because they don't understand the amount of stress and fatigue and and and, and, and helplessness sometimes just to get this movie off the ground. Um, have I got it a lot easier than than a lot of filmmakers? Sure. And I'm not gonna deny that. Um, but I still had to had to make sacrifices. Like, you know, I, I couldn't get a full time proper job. Um, I had to ask my mom for to pay help me pay rent. Um 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 a lot of things i had to give up for just to get make this movie that i can't name. Uh, not to say it's terrible, but it it does challenge um it, there it does challenge me and 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 now i'm i'm glad it made me grow. But you know, if 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 me and you are like alone right now, bro, i will break down and cry.
0: I you know it's like, i think I'm that not, I'm that's i'm not even lying to you. Like, not a lot of people talk about that and i'm it's glad that you said something. I actually I have this conversation kind of with myself daily about mm. doing this. And, you know, like everyone's, everyone's, oh my God. I, I had somebody say to me, I was talking chop with a, a producer friend of mine and randomly there was like a DP overheard us in a bar and he's like, you guys are absolutely right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and he told me, he's like, man, he's like my uncle who is also in the business. He's like, you know, he's like this, this job, it's like you're either going to do this or you're going to die trying yeah. because um, it you have to do it to the point of like nothing else in your life is going to make you happy. And, you know, it, it comes down to that. Yeah. And like, you know, and even someone like you, I mean, you got what a lot of people would assume is a lucky break. Yes, you know, yes. uh, which is great. You know, and but I was
1: prepared for it though. Like I, I worked my ass off to be prepared for it. Like, exactly. You know, <laughs> let not get it, you, you, know? <laughs>
0: you really do make your own luck in this business because mm. if you if you hadn't made the short, if you uh, didn't, you know, speak to the right people, if you, yeah. you know, if you weren't talented, you know, because you know Spike Lee teaches at NYU, he's got a lot of students. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's he, a lot of people, and, and God knows he knows enough people. But there must yeah. have been something special about you and what you wanted to say that made him say, I want to produce that movie. You know, yeah. that's you don't see that every day, you know. No, you don't. I yeah. mean, he hasn't knocked on my door yet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By the way, I want to get him on the show. If you talk to him, I, he, he, <laughs> he's a He's definitely um, he's the guy that he's my gold guest that I want to get on the show because there's no more, there's no one more indie film than Spike Lee in my opinion you that's, know that's he's true. the most indie dude out there and he's still rocking it you know but uh, I I think uh, the movie for for the most part it's a real achievement um, thank you. You know, you talked about the sacrifice, but what were the things that, um, is there anything that you learned that you would, you know, somebody said, hey man, Stefan, you made that great movie. I'm going to make my first feature. Mm-hmm. What, what advice would you give me? What, what, uh, what would you tell somebody who's trying to make their, their first feature other than, you know, uh, you know you're going to have to practically kill yourself in order to make <laughs> it? Uh, no, no, what would you no. tell somebody?
1: Take your time. Don't
0: rush. Take don't your, rush into production. In other don't words. rush.
1: Don't, don't rush on the script. Don't rush on, you know, trying to get, get well, depending on, depend on the script, I had to rush to get into production of mine uh, for various reasons. But when it comes to making the script, just writing, don't rush on that.
0: I think probably uh, the number one thing that I've seen in people's work that was like, it's just undercooked scripts. Scripps said they hadn't stayed long enough in the oven. They brought them out too fast. They wanted to rush the production. Yeah. And you, you know, I I've, I've said to people, you can't out direct bad writing. <laughs> you can't out act bad writing. <laughs> no, you you can't. can't outrun bad writing. Man, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you, you can't polish doodle. Yeah, it's you know, and people try to do it all the time, and they don't yeah. usually realize until they're really far down the stretch, you know, until they're like in mid-production, and like, oh my God, you know, and then, you know, you have to, you're trying to save the thing in rewrites while you're going, and it's just a nightmare to try to get the film on. But that's a great thing, I, I think, the fact that you had a, because well, you had already, you, you'd been building on this foundation for a while. You know, yeah. you, you've you been working it for a while and, and working on the idea and getting feedback. And feedback, that's another important thing that a lot I of people don't get.
1: A lot of feedback.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, and you're working feedback. with somebody like Spike Lee who's, you know, because this script. And not,
1: and not just, not. I didn't get feedback just from him. I had to, like. You know beg and ask professors to look at it and 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 how to do a table reads sure with the actors but that's the f- a, that's that's a that's a, that's a good trick for filming what's that Get
0: a, do a table read Do a ta- to
1: a private table read. don't don't invite friend don't invite like don't have an audience invite actors that are kind of like the type of those characters but you you know you're not gonna cast them right <laughs> because if you, if you know because if you if you invite actors to that are exactly like that type they're gonna expect you to cast them in a the movie and you don't want that um, because th- the purpose of the table read is to hear it because you need to hear it like once you get the script into a g- really good draft see
0: if the music is there in other words exactly. yeah 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 and i've done that really, often really myself good. and it, it, it's really helpful yeah. um especially if you're doing anything with comedy in it um uh, because you gotta yeah. hear comedies like music man you, get, you really gotta hear it uh otherwise um you know jokes are gonna fall flat and you know uh, and you you know you you also get the reaction of the actors yeah. You know, you get. You know, yeah. are they? Um, are they? Are they getting it? Are they getting the? Are they getting the vibe of it? Are they getting the to- tone of it? Um, yeah. And you can either take their feedback or not. You know, yeah. you can just be like, "Thanks very much." And then, <laughs> but you know, you you know, you can sit there and make notes. It's a, that's a great tip is to do a table read. Um, anyway, I'm going to get wrap up. Um, but uh, so you're you're just finishing up this thing right now, and it's it's currently on Netflix. Do you see your yourself moving into the next project at this point? Are you like, do you want to get right going on the, the next thing?
1: I have to get on the next thing. I keep the momentum.
0: Up. Right, exactly. That's another good lesson. Is when you, your sophomore effort, if you're too busy making it, yeah. people won't criticize it. Robert Rodriguez <laughs> said that. He's like, he's like, if you don't want the sophomore jinx, or you wor- you don't want to worry, worry about people always criticizing your sophomore effort, yeah. he's like, start making it before the buzz dies on your first one, oh, and then wow. get that one out there, and then while that's going make the next one yep. because um you know you won't give them time you know mm-hmm. uh and uh and this way you'll have that um you'll you, you, like you said momentum like it it, yeah. it matters and when you lose momentum it's so hard to get back it's so yes, hard to keep yeah, you know yeah. somebody described independent filmmaking as uh, pushing a boulder up a hill you know oh, wow. yeah. you know like and, and it rolls over you then you go back to the bottom of the hill and you push it back up again oh. uh it's yeah. uh you know it's
1: weird because i want I, it's weird because, like, um I'm, I'm pushing myself to get something new started now but at the same time it's like i need a break
0: yeah <laughs> well sometimes you get, you just got to refill the well too you know like exactly. you get you know you got to re-energize and stuff you should probably like, you know go away for a long weekend or something at least you know i'm trying to <laughs> you know
1: but you know you know I, I have to do this i have to go there uh, well, which I is cre- great it's like it's not it's not not you know it's this no, this but this is, like is part fun. of the work
0: too, man. Exactly. This yeah, is like yeah. it's not just enough to make the movie but to get butts and seats to see the movie or to get the attention for yeah. the movie. Yeah. And that's another thing people people think your your directing job stops as soon as the movie's yeah. edited. It's you know, nah. no, then the second half begins, you know? <laughs> It's like you don't you don't stop a football game at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> you got know, to like you got like, to push it to real talk. Third yeah. quarter, fourth quarter, get it to the end zone, man. Yeah, that's uh, real talk. And but Thanks so much for coming, man. Uh, Uh, It's a pleasure to be here. For people who are uh, interested and people who want to find out um, more about you, where can they find you on the web?
1: On Instagram at at stuffonbristol.com. That's an S-T-E-F-O-N, Bristol.com, not a P-H.
0: Gotcha. (laughs) Um, Everybody remember that and follow this cat. He's doing amazing things and the movie's doing really well. And then next project. Come on down. We'll talk about it, man. I'd love to have you. That's solid. All right. Thanks for coming. <laughs> thank and you. Uh, thank you all for taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more episodes of this show, you can always find them on our website, no rest for the weekend You can also find us on all the podcast channels, including Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Catch ya. Once again, I'd like to thank my guest Stefan Bristol. Thanks for coming, schlepping, uh, coming back home to Brooklyn, and uh, from Behind the Rod Productions. I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.